Hi, and welcome to Season 2 of Big Sound Small Town, the podcast that spotlights the talented and diverse musicians in small towns and communities. This season, we're branching out to include the community of people who make it possible for musicians to be able to perform their music. The producers, the recording engineers, the venue owners, and many others. And as always, the small town musicians. Remember, small town doesn't mean small talent. Hear their stories. piece of the song Juliana, which Carl Airwood has climbing up the bluegrass charts at the moment. She and Daniel have been the first people to have their podcast put up during what I've come to call the isolation sessions or the quarantine tapes. Uh, it's done via telephone, which will have a different sound than I've had in the past, but it is the current situation. Uh, it's a good story. Give it a listen. Thank you. Today, Big Sound Small Town is coming to you from parts unknown in what is come to be dubbed as the isolation sessions or even the COVID-19 sessions. And my guests today are bluegrass, singer-songwriters, multi-instrumentalists, Carly Arrowood and Daniel Thrillkill. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you so much. All We're right. happy to be here. Well, let's start this off. Where are you guys at today? <laughs> <laughs> well, I am sitting at a convenience store because my house out in the out in the country doesn't have a good enough signal to do this so okay. <laughs> I drove about 12 miles down to the convenience store to get a good signal <laughs> see <laughs> people like to know that you know <laughs> uh, alright Daniel where I'm you at in, I'm sitting in my bedroom okay that's uh, good that's in, good in Mount Allen North Carolina okay. it's a beautiful day yep. and uh, you know pretty comfortable right now so well that's good that's good all right so um 
So what's the latest news you have about your music? talk about that because there is a lot of that going on actually my own yeah. band has done it and uh it was kind of a disaster the first round so you know <laughs> that's uh, what we thought at first as well and uh we had a little but, sinking um, problem but um or a little delay actually so but you know we yeah. worked it out so it's, it's yeah, we tough. Did, yeah it yeah. took us a little bit to get it to get it dialed in but um we were pretty pretty pleased with it i've seen it it is good so that yeah. That is uh, that is something new we're all having to learn right now. I mean, that's right. Yes. Uh, and, uh, um, and, and I, then I just released a single. My first, my debut single came out a little over a month ago. Um, so it's been we've been trying to get people to to hear it on Spotify and Apple Music and stuff. So it's it's been good. It's it's been an experience too. Um, yeah. Right. Just recently signed on with Mountain Home Music Company, and they've been a, a huge blessing to me. So, um, more music hopefully from them in the in the coming months <laughs> when all this lets up. Yeah, I, I'm thinking that oh, it's the good news. Yay! Um, I got a recording <laughs> we love contract. That. We love the good news. Yep. Uh, the bad yep. news is I can't go. But you know, <laughs> what I mean, we'll look at the bright side. Is that That's when right. things clear up? We got a lot to look forward to. That's, That's exactly right. right. Uh, yeah, and um, in the meantime, too, here at home, we're kind of constantly trying to rack our brains to write some new original music for um, different different things. I've got a band called the Trailblazers that I also play with. And right. Been writing some music for them, and um, we're going to be hopefully recording an album soon when all this is over. And writing things for me and Carly, we've got got some cool ideas in the works and. Um, I think as many times as we've said when all this is over, we need to write yeah. a song called When That's All This right. Is Over. <laughs> it's That's a good right. idea, really, actually. Um, we have a lot of songs. Yeah. Can you rehearse with your other band? Um, we are trying to work on a way to do that uh, and, and, you know, wisely wisely do that. Um, haven't really come up with many many other options other than, you know, getting together and just being safe while we do that. Yeah. But, um, I'm finding that, that. that we haven't had a good practice in a few weeks. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, I can tell you from my end, we have not either. Um, yeah. So, and actually, we have not got together to live stream. Uh, a lot of people are. There's a lot of venues for that these days, but uh, right. Yeah, we've anticipated trying to do that as well, but you know, we were able to do one serious. live stream. We were. Weeks. Yeah. Yeah. It was the last time people got to come to my house before everything kind of shut down. Yep. Well, we were able to squeeze one in. 
hip that was good now i am proud of you guys for the social distancing that you were doing i know that is tough so. <laughs> it's not my favorite thing yeah. yeah it's not great no no it's it's not and you know so all right who wants to start on it's obvious to people who are listening to this and we'll have stuff to back this up with your music and uh, we have something special coming out too, a project. Uh, yes. And uh, they'll get to see you live play your songs. But mm-hmm. now, you guys are fabulous musicians. But h- how did you get there? I mean, how, okay, let everyone know. Well, I don't know if this is so good or not. If you want to tell the people how old you are, this would be a great time. Okay, that's good. I will say that I am the younger of the two of okay. us. Okay. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> not that much though. not well I mean speak for yourself honey um, <laughs> I will uh, I will tell you these these people are very young <laughs> so I'm I'm going to be turning 23 in a few weeks and, and um, at the end of April Carly's going to be this is your 24th year on, in, in this world isn't it honey in September I'll be 24 yes that's right that's great and um, um, so yeah, I started playing guitar when I was about, I would say, 12 years old. But my mom and uh, dad encouraged us to take piano lessons. And I took piano from, I don't know, maybe from the age of seven, six or seven, to about um, 12 years old. And I didn't I didn't love lessons. I didn't enjoy it, as I probably would now. But um, <laughs> yeah. it really laid a good foundation for the... For, for guitar, I really took a liking to guitar around 12, 13, 14, and started uh, taking from a guy in Statesville, North Carolina, named John Marler, and he uh, kind of got me loving bluegrass and loving Tony Rice and a bunch of flat pickers and things like that, so that's really where a lot of my music, musical journey began. I started singing lots of hymns uh, in, in church, and... My mom always had us singing hymns all every morning. We were homeschooled, and we would sing hymns in uh, different parts, different part harmony and stuff like that in the mornings, and it was it was a really fun time. Oh, so, so you learned harmony at an early age, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I see. That's that's, that's kind of where it began for me. <laughs> well, now, that's cute. is anyone yeah. else in your family musical? Um, my mother plays piano very well, and she sings very well. Dad. I uh, had the first guitar that I ever played, and he's um, he he plays chords and strums, and yeah, um, that's okay. Kind of made a way made a way for that to happen. <laughs> right. So oh yeah. That's uh, that's pretty. That's the extent of it, right there. Okay. My grandmother played piano as well, which was very good at it. Okay, I um, yeah. and it, so it sounds like you had parental support with your m- music. Oh yes, always. That's always. great. Just very encouraging of of this and. Uh, supportive and it's just been a blessing so at at what kind of age it what well let me back this up now yep. you to to at some point you took and put this in a band right yes absolutely absolutely uh, i mean you took lessons and you decided i need a bluegrass band or right so, <laughs> um as, as everybody says right. that too so so, um, so I mean, what kind of steps did you take towards that so I, when I started taking guitar lessons from John Marler, uh, there was a buddy in church named John Lee, 
who was taking banjo lessons from the same fellow. So, oh, okay. Um, we ended up our our church's name is Back Creek Presbyterian Church, okay. and we decided to form a band at the Galax or no, not the Galax, the uh, Union Grove Fiddlers Convention in 2014. We decided to form a band in the youth band category and compete as the Back Creek Bluegrass Boys. Um, so we had myself on guitar, John Lee on banjo, and then my brother, Will, uh, had picked up the bass by then, and had been learning the upright bass, and so he was, he was the third member, and um, with that, was, that was the start of the bluegrass band for me. <laughs> oh, that's good. I mean, and that's a ambitious yeah. start. I mean, it's a, it's a ambitious place to go play probably your first job. No, it was fun. It was it was a cold day, and it was we we ended up getting second place out of three people or three bands, and so you know it's not too bad. We were pretty excited. Yeah. And um, as it so happens, that was the first place that Carly and I kind of met. We just didn't really get <laughs> to know each other very well. So was she there doing something? Was she there playing? She was. She was actually in the adult band contest. Ah. Um, because she was a lot better than we were at the time. <laughs> Yeah. I think I don't remember when we met, but I totally do. You really, you really do. I, re I remember, but Carly, you know, she doesn't maybe not remember those things. I do remember. Was your was your band better? I remember that one. Carly, was your band better than his? Do what? Was your band better than than Daniel's? Uh, good answer. That's a good answer. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent answer. Mm -hmm. All, right. All right. Well, now, well, we'll come back to the Trailblazers, and let's go to Carly. All right. Back me up from that Union Grove Fiddlers Convention. <laughs> Competition. There was this guy who was probably 14 at the time, 
who was playing the fiddle and singing, and y'all actually might know who he is. His name's Todd Elliott. I know who um, he is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's really cool. Mm. But uh, I saw him playing, and he, he was doing The Devil Went Down to Georgia, just fiddle, and what? like storyteller style, and I was just enthralled, and I looked at mom, and I was nine at that point. I was like, mama, that's what I want to do. <laughs> so we got in touch with his teacher, yeah. Um we found out who his teacher was, and she was a classical teacher, and so I wound up uh, learning classically for about four and a half years, and did youth symphony and all um, in between, and she would teach me a fiddle tune here and there, and so when I started lessons with her when I was 10 is when she showed me the first few fiddle tunes that I ever learned, and it was stuff like Golden Cabbage Down, and yeah. Crippled yeah. Creek, and Old Joe Clark, and... Right. Um, at this point, I had been taking maybe three months, and my sister decided she wanted to play the mandolin, and so she started taking from a, a guy named Dennis McIntyre, who lives uh, right, right close to where I live, and we would go over to his pick shack on Monday nights, and um, she would have her mandolin lesson, and then he found out I was taking fiddle, and he's the one that kind of put our first little band together, and so we called ourselves Carolina Jasmine. <laughs> um <laughs> It was me and my sister and our cousin, uh, Katie, playing the bass. And eventually we added two more members and played together about four or five years. And we went to Fiddler's Grove in 2010 and competed in the junior bluegrass band uh, category and wound up winning. And I think we did, like, Orange Blossom Special and... Uh, what was it? Maybe down to the river to pray. That was a that was a song right. that we always like to sing. And turns out we were the um, the first all female band to win that title um, in the festivals. I guess back then it would have been eighty five, eighty six years, but they had never had an all female band to win before. So that was really cool for us. That is really cool. <laughs> a bunch of little girls. Yeah, I mean um, that's really cool. I agree. Yeah, it was. So, so during this time, oh well, okay. Uh, I guess during this time you were continuing your your violin lessons. Yes, I was. Uh, um, I was doing uh, youth symphony in Hendersonville, North Carolina. Okay. And so we would travel to Hendersonville once a week, and we had we had a couple of days every week that we just dedicated to music. Right. And then got to where I started taking banjo lessons from uh, Kristen Scott Benson. Sure. And um, my sister was taking mandolin from her husband Wayne at that yep. time. And so we had about three days a week that we were just dedicating to music lessons and running up and down the roads. And my mom and dad were so gracious to do that for us. And it just, I mean, you, you don't know at that age when you're like 13 or 14, you don't realize what your parents do. True. And then looking back, it's like, I don't know how you put up with us for that long taking music. <laughs> oh, I know. Taking <laughs> on a banjo and a mandolin. Um, at least you weren't drummers. So. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. That is true. So. But, uh, I don't know, banjo, banjo or drum, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, both of them can be. <laughs> I agree totally. Um, yeah. I mean... But, um, then as we got older, um, I kind of had to let the classical stuff go because I never really learned how to sight read, and that kind of became a problem. And I was learning how to improvise my own breaks 
at that point, and that's what you do in bluegrass is you just hear it and you, you come up True. with it on the spot, and that's kind of what I was better at um, instead of just trying to read something. And um, so my sister Autumn and I found some other local musicians and started a band called Most Wanted Bluegrass, and uh, we wanted to be kind of like bluegrass outlaws, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was fun for about four years, and, um, oh, and no. okay. we all kind of went our separate ways. We we did a lot of fiddlers conventions too, and won several of those, and got to play at Dollywood, uh, places like that. So that was that was really fun growing up. I mean, okay, I think outside of the band, did you? Could say <laughs> they got to do that as a you know fourteen, fifteen year old. Oh, I agree. Still in high school, so that was that was really cool get to do especially with my sister oh yeah i'm sure that would be now let me let me ask you at some point did you enter did you enter just with bands or did you ever enter as a as a fiddler i did usually whenever we entered as a band i also entered as a fiddler right yeah um because i've noticed that uh i mean you have you have some fiddle contest arrangements i have noticed um I've, I've got a couple I wouldn't call myself a contest fiddler just because I spent a lot of time on the road and like after after Most Wanted I went on the road with Darren and Brooke Aldridge right. and a lot of that was just you know you hear it and you learn it and yeah you can listen to what the previous fiddler did but at some point you have to come up with what you are going to do on your own and so that's kind of mostly what my style is is not not technically like contest fiddling. I've got a couple of tunes I do that way, but most of my time was spent just kind of learning how to improvise. Right. So. Well, well, that's okay. You brought it up. So you're playing. So how did actually the uh, Brooke and Darren deal come about? So we actually played the same festival. Most wanted did, and Darren and Brooke did, um, and it was actually in my hometown of Union Mills. And I think that was the point where Becky Buller was um, starting to do her own thing. Right. And they were looking for somebody to kind of fill in until she kind of got on her feet a little bit. Right. And I was 17 at the time, and my uh, my mom and Darren uh, swapped phone numbers, and he called her the next week and said, we got a church gig, and Becky can't make it. Does Carly want to try it? And I was like, well, sure. So he sent me a bunch of tunes to learn, and um, that was the first time I filled in. And I filled in a few times that summer before they hired me on uh, as a full-time member. So that was that was a cool experience. Uh, yes, that is. We'll, we're going to take a break, and then we'll talk about that a little more. All right. I left that 
So all of a sudden, uh, you get a call from Darren. You do a job at a church, and yeah. And then the next thing you know, you're on the road. Pretty much. I mean, for about uh, three months, I filled in every once in a while, and then next thing we know, it's IBMA week, and I had just turned 18. And the day after I turned 18, we're going full force at IBMA, and then. I was the new member, so that's uh, kind of how that happened. Wow. Now, yeah, um, it was really cool. That has taken you a lot of places, I guess. That um, Had you even given any thought as to what was going to happen when you took this job? I mean, do you, did you realize where it was going? I, I don't think I did at the time, no. Um, I mean, there, there have been people in my church since I was just starting to play the fiddle, and they were saying, you're going to be playing the Grand Ole Opry one day, and I'm like, ha-ha, yeah, sure, whatever. And then um, one day in 2017, um, Darren and Brooke get the call that they're going to get to make their Opry debut sure. mm-hmm. with John Cowan, and I get to go, and so it's like, wow. All those years of people saying you're going to get to play the Opry, it's like it's like coming to fruition now. It's it's happening. So, and then they were a huge hit and got called back. I think they've played it 25 times now, and I've played about 15 or 16 of them. And it it's it's still something that I'm trying to process. I guess it's like, have I really done that? Because when you're back there, it goes by so fast when you're on stage. And so it's like, did we really just do that? So, but it, it happened and we got to go to um, to Ireland two years ago and to Prague and the Czech Republic. So, and that's just something that I look back on and it's like, I, I can't believe I got to do that playing music of all things I mean people sometimes get to travel with their jobs but they don't always love their jobs exactly yeah and so to be playing music and doing what I love and get to travel and share that in other countries is just it's really neat and it's something that I I don't need to take for granted and I thank the Lord for those opportunities that that he allowed me to have what at any point at any point did you feel overwhelmed or maybe what am I doing? I mean, you know. (laughs) There were a couple of times because we would be out on the road and not get to our hotels until 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. And then we'd have to wake up at 6 or 7 to get on the road and make it to the next festival on time because we had a a slot on stage at 12 o'clock and still had a few hours to drive. And it's like, oh, is this even the best thing to do? But it it always turned out to be. And, uh, 
I don't, I don't uh, take any of that for granted. Well, so. this is a bit boastful, but I know you've been on stage with a lot of really fine musicians, a lot of really fine other fiddlers. Were you ever intimidated? Uh, Were you intimidated? I mean, uh, yes. I mean, okay. <laughs> say, say, uh, say you're there, and I know you've done this. Uh, Stuart Duncan is there. Is that intimidating to you? It is. It, it really is. I mean, he's such a phenomenal player. And no doubt. I try not to think, because I, I don't know, I don't like when people put me on a pedestal. And I, I try not to do that with certain people. But That's great, yeah. I just freak out and I can't help it. So. Oh, I, I mean, um, I do understand that. I mean, you look over there and, you, and you're fine, and then all of a sudden you go, Oh, that's Mark O'Connor. Oh, uh, oh yeah, and I and I'm playing yeah. fiddle. Yeah, yeah. So well, even even people who are not fiddle players. I mean, like we have shared the Opry stage with Scott Vestal before. Yeah, yeah, Scott. Scott. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Like I, this, these are things that I thought about, you know, maybe as a teenager, but not getting to do and it's like happening in front of my face and I'm like okay this is crazy and uh at one point we actually played at the station inn and I don't think I was supposed to get on stage but because it was more like a Darren Brooke duo thing I think if yeah. I remember it correctly but I did and um uh Janae Fleener was there yeah. and I didn't I didn't know who she was at the time Right. Because um, I, I don't listen to like too much country music, but she was there. And I found out later, oh, she's Blake Shelton's fiddle player. What? I was on stage <laughs> with Blake Shelton's fiddle player. She was as sweet as she could be. And so we got to do a couple of cruises, a country music cruises, and she was there. And she's just, she's one of the sweetest people I've ever met. And she's just so down to earth. And so it's hard to, to be intimidated by somebody like that like True, yes yeah. she's amazing in her own right but you know just that down-to-earth attitude is what does it for me and it's i, I still can't believe that I, I can call janae fleener a friend and, and john cowan and jimmy fortune and them, they're all just so down to earth it's like you would never know what they've done as a musician you know if, if you didn't know or if, if you didn't know music you would not right. know True. because of their their humble attitudes and that that's something i really aspire to to be is yeah. you know have that kind of same attitude as sure. they do. I, yeah, yeah people like that really show you how to act they do they do <laughs> as, a, as a musician and being around being around yeah. musicians a long time and a lot of different ones at a lot of different levels you do know the ones, you do appreciate the ones that are that way, particularly when you come across the ones that aren't. So, yeah, you know, I, mean, I mean, you realize that, uh, wow, they're that talented and nice too. So, I mean, yeah. so yeah. That, that really is. Also, I got to ask you, did she wear fringes everywhere? <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> I just had to know if, if, if she wore them off stage and everywhere. Yeah, as far as I know, I mean, I'm sure she definitely did. That's just her style. I know. It fits her so well. It does. Big red glasses, too. I mean, did she wear those, too? Most of the time, yeah. <laughs> well, that's just something that probably interests no one but me, but, you know. <laughs> All right, Daniel, we're, we've got you up and playing bluegrass. So what happens, yes. what happens 
you know, are, are, do you continue your education? Do you decide I'm going to be a full-time musician? What happens? Well, it's, uh, you know what I'm saying? It's kind, of, it's kind of crazy just trying to kind of know what the right thing to do is. I really want to do music for, you know, for a living at, sure. at that point and really kind of make a dream come true in some, some aspects. And so I, I do, around the age of 16, 16 to maybe 18, I'm finishing up school, I'm homeschooled and finishing that up and, you know, pursuing music. Right. As much as I can with with our little band, the Back Creek Bluegrass Boys, and um, we got to play at some cool places and for some cool people. And um, then around eighteen, somewhere somewhere around there, start making music with the um, with the Trailblazers, yeah. and uh, we formed in early two thousand sixteen. And um, so lots of lots of really cool things happening with that. All the while I'm doing you know, kind of in school and starting college and um, working towards a just a associate's in arts degree at the time. And um, our first few gigs were really crazy. And within our first four shows, we opened for Blue Highway in Charlotte, and then we opened for Ricky Skaggs in, uh, in Charlotte as well. And um, that was just a, a crazy experience. No, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it was. We yes. didn't think what happened. We were like, okay, we've peaked. We're done. <laughs> we, we can't. We can't do any better than that. Now, well, and, I um, mean that—that that is really—that is really cool for just to to be at that stage in your career. I'd say that was really cool. Right? No, we were we were blown away and just really thankful for for all the opportunities. And um, we got out and recorded our album uh, with Scott Vestal in Nashville that summer, yeah. 2016. Where, and we had that one. And do you remember where you did we, that uh, at? At Scott's place? Is that where you did? Yeah. It? We, we did it at Scott's place out, yeah. at, out in Goodlesville, yeah. and um, took a few days, a couple of days, and did it. And it was it was a great experience. We're we're hoping to get back into the studio this summer, like I said. And so it's been a, it's been kind of a drought, a musical drought for yeah. us, oh, just yeah. creating new music. But we've been playing a good bit and trying to get our music out. Been able to been blessed to play in some really really awesome places and meet some really awesome people so. well, I have seen the Tony Rice influence on your playing <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's, it's kind of undeniable for a lot of a lot of us younger pickers well I mean uh, yeah you could pick I mean I mean while you're picking them you may as well pick Tony if they're any better you know <laughs> might, might as well, might I mean, as well. Uh, you ever you ever actually met Tony I, I never have uh, really haven't had the opportunity to but I think that's a little harder to do these days, anyway. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's quite as easy as it used to be. I don't. I don't believe so. But, um, yeah, lots of influence from fellow fellow players. Um, Brian Sutton. I took took some online lessons with Brian Sutton. Yeah, Brian's fabulous. Works for sure. a bit, and um, that was a very good experience. Got to know him pretty well, and. Just uh, trying to learn from the best, and that's um, um, those are awfully good yeah. players. Um, Absolutely. Now, I, maybe, I think they favor each other, don't they? You do, they do. They do. Yes, <laughs> I've, I've looked at. You know, I've looked at the videos too. Uh, of course, when he did, when you guys did our show, he was sitting down. But when you stand him up, he even has some of the mannerisms. <laughs> so, you know. Uh, Although I hope he takes better care of his voice. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll do my best. I try. You, you know, I mean, 
Tony's a Tony is a fabulous story in himself. Um, yeah, it's a, it is. Yeah. So it's um okay. Now yeah. tell me about the two of you guys in your music. I mean, what you know? Tell me what's the vision and the goal here. We've, um, well, yeah, you we, might, we, okay. Press that, press that question a good bit lately. Yes. Yeah. We? Um, we so we've really, really been blessed to kind of have a very similar vision with our music and, um, you know, we're pretty excited about things to come, but we, um, aren't really looking to do, um, well, we are, we are trying to do kind of a duo, um, do a thing yeah and um but we we really are thankful that we can also both play you know proficiently and sing proficiently together right um which we believe is something that you know is a little bit different you know you usually have maybe two singers that don't maybe play lead or right you know lead players that might not sing but we're you know we're we're excited that we can bring both things to well, the yeah. table. I mean, you have strong vocals and strong instrumental abilities, without a doubt. And versatility, too. I mean, you know. Yeah. So. And it's really neat because our voices are kind of not not necessarily the same range, but... It's very close. They are close. And like with that acapella video I was telling you about that we did, um, we were trying to decide over text, like what key are we going to do this in? And I started singing it in B, and I know that Daniel, it would probably be too high for him, and I was like, well, what if you start singing it, like, out of the F sharp? And I was like, I think I can hear you singing it that way, and so it's just neat how our voices work in that sense, so yeah. where we can modulate and still be able to sing harmony to each other without, you know, one straining or one singing too low or one singing too high. Yeah. I thought really I thought for the show that you guys did for us, I thought you had everything. And this is a professional thing. I know that people do not understand a lot, but I thought you guys had your songs in the right key. Now that seems that seems I know that seems like like something minor, but but lots of singers don't sing the songs in that right key for them. I mean, yeah, you know, particularly two people. I. So that I mean that's a little touch and go to find the one that that works, and you yeah. you guys have and done that well. Yeah, it allows a lot of creativity, you know, to kind of work like arrange a song a little bit differently depending right. on how we want to sing it. You know, if we want to change key, you know, we can change the key. Right. Try to hopefully make it you know too choppy or something like that, but. Yeah. Um, so a lot, there's a lot allowed that we that allows for some creative creativity. So with what you were asking, as far as our our goals together, sure. um, yeah. I think we're we're kind of at a point where it feels like a transitional stage because I just signed on with Mountain Home, and right. the goal I guess was to eventually play together, but for now. I'm not playing with Darren and Brooke anymore, right. and then Daniel's still playing with the Trailblazers, and I'm trying to like get my own thing started. So it's like, how do you mix that up together? And so that's something that we we talk about, and it's like, well, can we do this this gig together? And people have asked us to play like at their weddings and sure. stuff like that and events. Um, we did we do some fundraisers together, and um, mm-hmm. 
just trying to go from there and kind of get some things under our belts. And um, I think with Daniel's schooling and uh, getting his business degree, it's going to help a lot in understanding what we need to do. Well, you know, yeah, I was, yeah, I mean, you know, there is a big market for duets or, you know, I mean, you don't know why. Yeah, I forgot what you just did for a living for a few years, but there is. I mean, you know, that is, um, there's plenty of room in that market also, so. Yeah. Uh, and we're not trying to copy, copy people. No, I don't. Yeah. I was not in any way implying that because oh, yeah. what you guys yeah, do is, is totally different. I mean, yeah. uh, which I think there is, uh, I see all kind of, of places that you both can go musically. I mean, it seems like a wide open world and door to you guys. I mean, yeah, you know. Well, it's kind of cool too because we're we're both really good friends with Wayne and Kristen Benson, and they. I mean, I, I know they've had people ask them, "Why don't you guys play in the same band together?" Right. And it's like, well, if one doesn't have work, then the other one still, you know, still does. True. That's kind of my thoughts on that yeah. you know, if we start doing more and more things together it's like well daniel can you know have that and i can have mine and um yeah then still do things together on the side as of right now and who knows what the lord has in store I mean, yeah you don't praying about it and, um just trying to go a little bit at a time <laughs> right, well okay this is this is all right this may be pushing it a little bit but uh, uh Okay, IBM A will probably roll around in October, and everything will maybe back to normal. So if you get, if you go down there, are you going down there, Carly and Daniel? We uh, <laughs> we're not sure about that yet. We're seeing. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure. This year, I mean, we'll go together, but right. I don't think we have anything to do. Um as far as like as a duo down yeah. there um I think I, what yeah go ahead i think what we'll do is probably pursue every opportunity we can yeah yeah well, i think <laughs> that's a good um, i think that's a good decision you know, yeah i know that uh my band the, the trailblazers we're we're working on trying to get some things there i know carly is trying to get some solo things there for her right. album and for her um for her label and you know we're, we're hoping that I can be involved with her things, uh, you know, and, you know, if there is a place where Carly and I can play a <laughs> duo, hey, we're, we're going to do it, you know. Uh, so, well, yeah. Not- people nowadays, I mean, there's, people do multiple things, you know, it's not just, you're, you're stuck with one band and that's all sure. that you're allowed to do. It's like they do five or six things and um, that's kind of in the boat. That's kind of the boat that we're in right now. <laughs> well, I'll give you, I'll give you a a big time country version of uh, what you guys going on. Uh, Jason Isbell and his wife Amanda Shires, you know, two two mar- a married couple who has independent things but also play together. So, mm-hmm. um, so I mean, it, it happens yeah. all the time. One other thing, yeah. would you be a part of her band, <laughs> Daniel? <laughs> I would, I would definitely. Okay, I, all right. Yeah, I, no, it's, uh, there's no question. Okay, there's no question. That's good. I mean, I, that's. <laughs> yeah, that's, okay. that's me talking, but uh, 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was asking you. I was not asking her if if she would. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm 150 percent behind it. That's and, great. Um, super, super excited for all all the opportunities she's got coming her way, and that uh, you know that the Lord Lord gives us, and that's another that's another thing that we we have together. We we really are centered around spreading the word of the Lord. And, right. And, um, uh, encouragement and positivity as well. <laughs> I guess. Well, I mean, yeah. um, well, while we're yeah. on that, is there a yeah a gospel possibility out of this combination? Yeah, yeah absolutely. So the doors the doors are <laughs> wide open. It is. A couple years ago, we got asked um, to come be a part of a um, pre concert that. Faith Fest was having in North Wilkesboro, and that's like a huge Christian music festival that happens every year. I think it's relatively new, but a couple years ago is when they started doing the pre-concert, just to kind of get things excited and wrapped up for the weekend. Um, But they asked the two of us to come and play some gospel music and some Christian music for that, and that was really neat to be a part of that lineup. And so that that was probably our biggest gospel thing that we've done yeah. to date. I mean, I knew that was um, a big part of what you guys did, and a big part yeah. of your 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 music. And I wanted to make sure we touched on that some too. So yeah, yeah. we're really excited to, to be a part of church services, or you know, just being you know for small small congregations or anything. Really, we we really yeah. enjoy bringing our music and trying to be a service to the Lord and, and to people and um yeah. yeah that's that's really what that's the that's the heart of what we do it's yeah. it's not really because of you know what we think we do is good it's because we you know we believe we're gifted from the Lord and, and that he gave it to us and we we ought to give back and um yeah. you know give back to him and, and hopefully be an encouragement and a lot to like to others and yeah. Yeah, that's a wonderful mission that's the in itself. Behind a lot of our songwriting too is yeah. Yeah. is putting out some kind of message like that, just letting people know that God loves them, and um, like Daniel said, just kind of putting out that positive message. I think yeah. there's no better time than these days we're in to be doing that. Yeah. Actually, so what else do people need to know about you guys? they can follow us on instagram and on facebook um we don't have a website yet but uh um but facebook is daniel plus carly and it's the plus sign and then instagram is um at daniel um underscore the word plus and underscore carly Uh, both of you have music on Spotify, right? Uh, Trailblazer on there, Carly Arrow is on there, and there's a small Christmas album, a little, a little, little small thing that people might not know about that we did. There is. Two years yeah. ago. <laughs> and, um, so that was a, that's a fun one. Or was it a year ago, babe? It was a year ago. Uh, I can't remember. Might you know too. what? It's fine. It's it, but it's it's out there on Spotify. It well, is. We did a couple of our favorite Christmas songs. And yeah. That's cool. Pull those out when it's yeah. um Well, certainly after. People can listen to it in July because some people might like Christmas in July. That's right. My son, <laughs> my son-in-law, and my grandson 
love Christmas. They would probably like Christmas in July. I mean, the, the two of them are just, they just really love Christmas. Well, I do appreciate you guys driving to the convenience store <laughs> and, and taking this time, um, you know, to come and do this. Uh, they'll certainly... Oh, well, thank you. Well, they'll certainly yeah. be able to find the two of you tomorrow on YouTube. Um, yes, yeah, yeah. so, so, um, outside of that, I think the future is bright for both of you. Uh, and I look forward to, to watching what happens with you guys. Uh, Thank you. again, Thanks, stay safe during this time. And, you uh, too. Stay well. um, yeah. I'll look forward to another chance to do this with, um, in person and, uh, see what happens down the road. Thank, thank, Thanks for everything you're doing, Sandy. We thank, really appreciate it. Thank you. You've both been a blessing to me. So thank you. Well, thanks, Sandy.